Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Courageously Casey podcast. Today, I have a treat for you. I am so excited for our guest today. We don't just have one, we have two. And this is actually the first time we've ever had a couple on. But um, I have known this couple since I was a little bitty girl. Um, Their family has kind of been infiltrated into our family with the rodeo world. And I love how God works, right? Um, I haven't seen David and Gala in a million years, probably. But because of social media and the power of social media, we get to stay connected. And so today I have um, Gala and David Jones on with 180 Ranch. And I'm so excited that y'all are here and said yes to this. So welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us on and we appreciate you. Yes. Thank you, Casey. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, I, you know, um, just for listeners, for a background. So my dad's a cowboy, David and Gayla, they're cowboys. And um, that world is so special, you know, because we really are like a family and right. we stay connected forever <laughs> and it's just so cool and so um that's how I know you guys um because of your sister and husband and parents and so I just remember being at roping arenas and stuff and playing in the dirt and running around and <laughs> isn't God cool because you would have no idea that you know 30 20 30 years later here we would not only be talking but be talking about Jesus and Amen. the kingdom. Like, right on. Yes. is that not so cool, right? No, it's real cool. And real cool. so I'm really excited for y'all to share today about what y'all are doing. Um, but just to get started and to tell people who you are, where you're at, and kind of like why you're here, you know, what, who are you? Um, what's a little bit of your testimony? And um, y'all just share kind of a little bit about that. What, you know, what people would know about you guys. Okay. Well, like Casey said, my name's David Jones. Um, born and raised in Llano, Texas. My dad was a rodeo guy. Mom and dad are both school teachers. Um, and I'll just uh, cliff note kind of what we have going on or what I had going on at the time. I was, a, I was an athlete in high school and man, I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. Um, was a pretty wild kind of kid, I guess you'd say, but uh, kind of kept it in check. And then I got off away from my parents and underneath that covering and I got off on the wrong track. And as we all know, sin will take you places that you don't want to go and keep you longer than you wanted to stay. And uh, that was kind of my story. I, I was lived in a world of addiction for 22 years. Um, and then mm, 17 years ago, I turned my life around. I did the 180 and uh, gave my life to the Lord and started living for Jesus. And uh God placed it on my heart and showed me a vision about eight months into my walk. He showed me a working cowboy drug rehab. And at that time, I was so still cool. living. I was still living in South Texas at my friend Jackie Stevenson's dad's ranch, Jack and Jackie Stevenson, who've been a, they're my second family. Um, mm -hmm. But in saying that, we uh, we went to praying and two days later had our first guy. And we opened up, we opened up a rehab then. Uh, Gayla and I lived at the rehab under the covering of uh, the church that we went to in Dilly, Texas and under Jackie and ran 20 some odd guys through our program and just doing what the Lord was leading us to do, what we knew what to do. But at the end of the two year mark, um, we looked up and man, we were just a bunch of 
dumb cowboys, if you want to call it that, I guess we, we really didn't yeah. know the bit. We really didn't know the business end of it. And uh, so we shut the doors there and went to praying and, and Gail and I ended up working at a boys ranch for at-risk youth in Brenham, Texas. And we mm -hmm. served there and learned what a bigger enchilada looked like. We were house parents. It was a roping program. I mean, it was based on the on cowboy yeah. culture. Uh, man, yeah. it, it, was, it was a great experience for us. We learned a lot, um, learned what a program looked like. And then God circled us back around to the, the rehab business for adults, 18 and up. Right. And that's where we are today at the 180 Ranch. Still in Dilly, so Texas. So cool. You know, yeah. there's so many lessons right there. Like, first of all, um, just to say about your parents and you and you use the word the covering. Oh, and yeah. I love that. You know, I'm pregnant with our fourth child. Amen. And I think about the covering, you know, that just gets me emotional. But how you we know that the Bible tells us train up a child, right? And the way that they should go and they won't depart from it, right? Yeah. And you, I know your parents, I know your parents my whole life. And, but just to say that you can do your very best as a parent. And then sure. ultimately, you know, one of the greatest things about God, one of the scariest things is he lets us choose. Right. <laughs> and right. you made a choice, just like I made a choice to yep. be foolish, right? And what you said, you know, sin will take you in places longer than you ever thought and darker than you ever thought. Um, but you always knew, David, you knew because you had that foundation, you right. know, like it, it wasn't gone. And so there's a lesson there that if you're a parent listening today, like don't lose heart for 22 years. I know that Stormy and Jody were just like, what is happening? Right. right. But they didn't lose heart. And you didn't. And, and so, um, if you've got a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter, like don't lose, don't give up on them because look yeah. at what the Lord has done. And then I also love how you said in two days, like y'all began praying. And then in two days, because sometimes I think that people think, you know, well, when's God going to do it? And it can take a long time, right? When you think about Abraham and look at him and Sarah, they were nineties and hundreds, right? And that may be for some people here listening today, but also don't ever think that our God is not big enough to turn things around and to put things in motion in two days, right. in two days, yes. like what you did. Yes. Right. Gayla has a statement that she always says, and it's trust the timing of your life. You know, and we all yeah. get caught up in trying to push the envelope or trying to make things happen. And that's not our job. That's not our job. That's yep. God's job. You know, and it's, it's, right. it's all in God's timing. You know, we talked to, I, I probably talked to, I don't know, just put a number on it, eight, eight or nine people a week calling, wanting their son to get help or call a, a wife calling, wanting her husband to get help, calling until that individual's ready, until God has him ready. Man, we're all, we're all just spinning our wheels. All, all we can do is get out of the way and pray and, and let God right. do a work in them that we, none of us can do that. We can't do a work nope. in each other. Only God can do that for us. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, my husband and I have shared about that too. You know, that there we're, we didn't want to be helped. We didn't want to get out of the sin. We didn't want to be the boring Christians. We didn't want to be that, right? Like right, right. We, we, we wanted, 
and there was nothing anybody could have said. There was definitely no condemnation. You know, I feel like um, God is love. And we have to remember that, especially when it comes to addiction, whether it's with drug use or alcohol or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of different addictions, but just to remember to any listeners that maybe you have a husband that's struggling or you're struggling yourself, or you have a child or a friend, like love them hard. But what David said is so good. Pray, pray for God to give them a stirring in their heart Mm -hmm. and turn their eyes upon Jesus. Yeah. So Gayla, oh um, Gayla, I wanted to ask you because you guys have been married for a long time. How long have y'all been married? Well, um, we've been married for 17 years, but we were together okay. for seven years before we ever got married. Okay. So, yeah. So that's what I want to ask you is like, you know, to walk with David, right. And to be, you've been through all the, like, you've seen him through all this. And as a spouse, because I know that I know, even if it's just one, there's going to be somebody listening that they're the spouse and that's a totally different experience. Um, And so kind of just, you know, how did that work for you and what was God doing in you during, you know, the seven, the seven years. And then honestly, when he got clean and he's like, Hey, we're going to live our life for Jesus. Like, what does that look like for you? Well, I've always been a believer. Um, I always haven't lived like a believer, but I've always been a believer. And I, I grew up in church, went to college, did not really have a, a spiritual life in college. And then, you know, had failed relationship after failed relationship and then met David. And there was something in David, even from the beginning, that made me feel safe, just his personality. And obviously, that was something that I was looking for in trying to just supplement it with the wrong kind of relationships. So when David and I started dating, I, I laid it on the line to him. I do not hang out with drug users. That is just, that's a line I do not cross. And never had, never would. But so we started dating. Uh, We both drank. I drank and we went to the bars. You know, we just, we had a normal, a a party life, but we still lived in, we lived in sin. We lived together. And about year four is when I found out that he was a drug user. And not only was he a drug user, he was well known. excuse me he was well known for it and I had been in the dark this whole time um yeah after that after that I really began to start thinking you know what am I doing here why am I staying here and I would give him ultimatums about you need to stop this or I'm out of here you know you know there's there's the things that as the people that love the abuser it's an we think it's an all or nothing thing So we walked Mm -hmm. through this, I don't know, we walked through this a a year, a year and a half, and David would just keep telling me, I need to call my friend in South Texas, I need to call Jackie, I just need to, to just go see Jackie, okay, well, call Jackie, and he would say, well, I I don't (laughs) have his number. And have it memorized since I was a little kid. Yeah, just, (laughs) so, um, 
finally, he calls Jackie. We let me back up a minute. We did. We split up for six months during that time. I had finally had enough and we were like oil and vinegar. We just we didn't mix. But there was still always something inside me that knew that there was a goodness in him. And I, I also have this saying about most of the guys that I know that we help <clears throat> that have come through here. They're all good guys. They just did not have good Absolutely. guy ways. And that, if you recognize that in someone, don't give up on that. Do not give up mm-hmm. on the goodness in them. Um, so... You know, David said a while ago, he, he finally came to South Texas. He finally came to see Jackie. And that brings us to the very first time I saw David after he had been down here for like <laughs> two weeks. So it was a roping at, a Rose pa- at the Rose Palace. I was living in Lano. Yep. You know, he came down here to stay. They were going to a roping. And we go to Rudy's Barbecue after the roping. And, you know, there's like the beer trough that you walk right past before you get yep. to the the cashier he didn't get a beer and that was like the first okay maybe we're getting somewhere here okay and then when we get to the meal he prays for the meal and you know that just blew me away but instantly even before all that Casey I saw a change in him his look was different Mm -hmm. his attitude was different the way he spoke was different Jesus had touched him in that way yeah and that was all that was who I was longing for the whole time I was with Mm -hmm. him you know people would tell me Gayla what are you doing with him what you just leave him just you know and we would go back and forth with the reality of you're an intelligent person living with this man who can't keep money in his pocket who can't Uh tell the truth who can't be on time, who can't help his daughter do the things that she needs to do. Why are, you're smart. Why are you with this person? I just want to tell women right now, if or wives, girlfriends, mothers, acceptance is not approval. Those are not the same things. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> that's so good. And yeah, when you're, when you're walking with someone like that, if you've made a commitment to them, that's what it is. That's a commitment. Mm-hmm. I continue to pray. I continue. I mean, we went to church on and off during our relationship, but it was nothing major. Um, I had a praying mother. <laughs> I had a praying, he had a praying mother don't stop praying for the ones that you love but again if they're not ready for it you've just got to step back and love them through that through it you have to make a decision let me say this Casey also if you're in an abusive relationship if there's physical abuse and emotional torment um I would step back and try to gain some wisdom from those around you about how to proceed in that relationship. Yeah, because I think that's great advice. That's not God's best for you. Um, yeah, and that's a totally different experience and yes. 
I'm glad you said that because sometimes people, you know, um, what did you say? Approval is not acceptance. That's so good. Or acceptance is not approval. Acceptance yes. is not approval. I just, I think that's so good, you know, because um, we can want the best, right? Like y'all are saying, your phone's blowing up <laughs> and we can want that and you can love people and you can pray. But yeah, if you're in a situation that is truly not good, you know, or safe, let's say safe, um, yes. then God gives us wisdom and discernment, right? And so um, use that, tap into that and use and use that, that he's given us. Yes. And if you're, if you're also, let's say you're in your position and you're, you have children in your family or you're the mom and it's the son that's needing help mm -hmm. and they don't want it. Focus your energy on something different. Switch your focus to the rest of the members of your family. Love them because mm -hmm. chances are y'all been going through some traumatic issues with the abuser and some people may feel left out because, you know, the squeaky wheel always gets the attention. That's so right. just focus your energy on the people that are in your family, reconnect with those, with, with everybody else in your family, but continue to show love to the, to the abuser, because, mm -hmm. you know, when we, when we condemn, we're not to condemn. Um, right. When we do that, that just pushes whoever it is away. And, and one thing Absolutely. I can say about, about David's family, they accepted him through all of this. Mm -hmm. They did ne mm -hmm. never did they approve, but they always accepted him. And that continued to give him a foundation to come back to. You know, it gave yeah. him some stability. There is hard love. There is tough love. Doesn't mean you have to finance anything that they've got yeah. going on in their life. It doesn't mean that you have to, um, you know, talk with them about the sin that they're walking through on a daily basis or invite them, invite their chaos to come live with you in your house. That's not what that means. Mm -hmm. That means that you just continue to pray for them. Talk to them on the phone. You might not want to, you know, have them living in your house, but talk to them on the phone, invite them to a meal buy them some a meal you know there's there's just practical ways that you can continue to love without completely pushing them out of your life mm -hmm. um, yeah so going back to, i love that yeah yeah going back to kind of um how this all comes into perspective where we are right now you've got to just like, like David said, trust the timing of your life. If you're a believer, if you're a believer, yes, because the footsteps yes. of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord and God can turn ashes to beauty in that. That's, yeah. that's what, that's what we want to do right here at the 180 ranch. And we're not just about the men. We're about the family also, yes. because I know if David did not have me to fall back on, his journey would have been so much harder. And if you're mm -hmm. 
if you made the commitment to stand by that person you love, make that commitment. Do not yeah. waver. You cannot be on the fence about that. So, yeah, I, I love that. And I love that you said, you know, y'all are about the family because it is a unit, you know, and for a lot of people, um, you know, I know that wasn't y'all's experience, but for a lot of people, this is a generational curse thing that is sure. passing through. And so it's hard to be, uh, it's a hard to be a chain breaker, right? It's hard right. to be the one that says this stops here, right, right here, this stops. And, and that can be for anything. It doesn't have to be addiction. It could be multiple marriages or, I mean, you know, it can be a lot of different things in, but whatever it is, it's just hard to be the one that says, Hey, my family, it might've run in my family, but it don't run to me. Right. Amen. And, um, so I love, I love that because, um, you know, we've had to do that in some things in our life and, uh, just real briefly, you know, uh, when my husband and I made the decision to get sober, it was a marriage or sobriety, right? And we really wanted our marriage, but things were not good. And so um, I just remember walking through that and we did make the decision of either marriage or sobriety and we, uh, we, we chose sobriety. Um, mm -hmm. But the after is what, you know, sticking together in the after is what is so important. And that's kind of like what you're saying, because you're going to have weak moments. You're going to say, man, that sounds good. Or man, I want to go to that place or, you know, yeah. and you got to have those people that say, no, not you remember, you know, and, and yeah. lift you up. And is that iron? And I feel like as a spouse, that's our, that's our commitment. That's, that's the yes. covenant that we have made. And so, not um, I love it's it's changed everything for our family and I see it in y'all's page and and the success stories that y'all have. I love that you guys have family days, right? Y'all y'all bring them out and you, yes. you love on their kids and you host ropings and I mean you can see the fruit of what's happening and I it doesn't stop with the man, right? No, like that's no, just no. the first part of it. And there's whole families that are being transformed and there's people giving their life to the Lord because of the ripple effect, right? You think about throwing a, a rock in the water and right. then the ripple. And I feel like that's what's happening. And so tell us kind of what is happening in South Texas, in Dilly, Texas. Y'all, if you don't know where Dilly, Texas is, look it up in South, South Texas. I bet <laughs> yeah. it gets pretty hot in the summer. <laughs> it's hot. Lots of, lots of activity going on down here. Um, so what's going on here, man? We're just building doing you know we've been on how long we've been on property now little, right at two years yeah a little little right at two years maybe just a little over um so maybe we're just building and hey. doing and got an arena built getting some barns built um got a mobile home that we're all living in so all the guys um we have four beds for our clients um that are okay. all under the same roof with gayla and i and we're looking to bring in some more housing you know for the guys uh -huh. Um, you know, my wife might need her, her space sometimes. And right now that's uh that's a little difficult to get. She's sure happy when we take off and go to a roping or something somewhere where she can have a day. But um, so yeah. that's that's kind of where we're at, just moving and doing doing what God's asking us to do and loving loving the Lord. Okay. We uh you and know, so we still with go ahead. 
This is a 90 day program, right? Yes. Yes. It's a 90 okay. day program. It's a 90 day program, Casey. Um, I call it an open ended program. So they're welcome to stay longer than 90 days. Um, okay. While, while I was at the boys ranch for 11 years, I, I wish I'd I wish I'd have kept notes on how many guys that I helped get out of the drug and alcohol world from there, which couldn't come and stay with uh -huh. me. So at that in that juncture of my life, I learned a lot about rehabs in Texas. And so there's rehabs that cost thirty thousand dollars for thirty days. There's rehabs yep. that are free, but are they're a year commitment. Well, we're talking about a guy mm -hmm. that's been on drugs and his brain's twisted. He's living day to day and a year blows him out of the water. He probably doesn't have yeah. 30 cents in his pocket, much less 30,000 for the other end of it. So yep. as, as I got to watching and studying and looking and that, that year commitment just blows their skirt up over their head and they can't even see. I mean, it's just like, man, I can't do a year. And, and yeah. we were losing them. They were falling through the cracks. You know, those guys right. were just lost. They didn't know where to go or what to do. Um, so when we came back to the 180 Ranch, I just made it a 90-day open-ended program. Um, they come and stay with us for 90 days. And every 30 days, we evaluate, hey, how's it going for you? Uh -huh. How's it going? This is what we need from you. What do you need from us? And, and we do that every 30. And at the end of 90, if that individual isn't comfortable going back home, he still has a bed here. You know, we'll hold on mm -hmm. to him until, until he's comfortable. We won't, we won't quit an individual until they don't need us anymore. And then the door is still okay. always wide open. You know, we're still here for them. Yeah. Um, and that's what's so cool about family day. Not only are we starting to see the families of the guys that are living with us, but we're seeing other families come back. They want to come back mm -hmm. and go to church with us on Sunday. Hey, can we come to the ranch and rope? Hey, can we just come out and hang out for sure? Absolutely. And that, that's what we want yeah. to be about. And that's what we are about. You know, um, Something, something that I laughed about what you said earlier is about being a boring Christian. Well, <laughs> that was one of the hardest things for me when I stepped out of, I always call it my whirlwind because that's what I lived in mm -hmm. for 22 years. Um, when I got to Jackie's that first day, he asked me, he said, man, how long has it been since you did drugs? And I was like, man, about seven o'clock this morning. And he said, fair enough, mm -hmm. let's go to church. And I called the time out. I said, whoa, wait a minute. I said, I have a couple of questions before we go to church. And he said, what's that? And I said, how long is this going to take? And what are we going to do for fun now? And he just, <laughs> la he just laughed at me. And he said, man, will you give me 30 days? I said, man, I'm going to give you the rest of my life. I just kind of want to wrap my pea brain around something. And uh, he said, all right. He goes, man, you're going to know that you know that you know at the two-year mark. And that, that, that didn't blow my skirt up because I knew I was done. I was so done uh -huh. when I got here. I was done. I just need to learn yeah. how to stay done. And, and in saying that, learn how to stay done, that's what we offer at the 180 Ranch. I've lived it on okay. both sides of the fence. I know where you're yeah. at. I know where you're trying to get. I know where you're sitting right now. But I know where you want to be. And this is what we're going to do to get there. And that's what we help yeah. them through. We we don't... We, we keep them... We keep them engulfed in the word of God, maybe not engulfed, that might not be the right word, but we have a Bible study every morning to start the day. And okay. we go to men's meetings and we go to church and we go to, it's, it's in front of them all the time. I keep, I keep guys around them that I know and trust that are going to be able to pour into them while they're with them. If, if, if they go off campus to work, 
I know who they're with. Uh -huh. I don't just send right. them out with random willy-nilly guys. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. um, and I know those guys are going to pour into their lives and they might not always get it from me and they might not get it from you, but they're going to get it from someone. So we keep That's it right. in front of them. We keep it in front of them. We keep the right people in their lives um, and just keep them moving and keep them. What, what we want to teach them here is, I mean, we just, they live with us. They live under the same roof mm -hmm. as Gail and I, and they see what a married couple, we model what that's supposed to look like when they get back home. And that changes a lot of them, man. I mean, their wives get here and they're like wanting to hold their hand. And, oh, we're going to pray here. Hold my hand. And uh, hey, hey, babe, how you doing? I tell my, I make it a point to tell my wife at least 10 times a day I love her. That's just a goal. Yeah. It's something that I try to live by. And, and those guys seeing that and then their, their wives get here and they're, man, I love you. <laughs> I, I love you, babe. You know, and they just keep on and on and they're yeah. so excited about getting getting back to the middle of what God had planned in that relationship mm -hmm. for them. And, and man, that's so cool to kind of watch yeah. all that unfold. And, you know, there, there's guys here right now that have never written a letter in their life. And they write, a, there's one gentleman I have with me right now. He writes a letter every day to his wife, every day since he's been here. Wow. And I have to take, I take a picture and I send it to her every morning. And they're not just a little, cool. little, little old Dave Jones half paragraph kind of deal. I mean, it's two pages. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. It's pretty cool. It's really cool. It is so cool. It is yeah. so cool. It just the last effect. Yeah. We, and, and we just, you, you've known me forever. I've always been different. I, I don't know why it's That's just something good. God placed in me. I'm just, I'm, I'm different. And, and mm -hmm. you know, as when I, even when I was little, little kids would want to be around me. And until I was 40 years old, I didn't understand why. My mother would always tell me because they see Jesus in you. And I just walk off because I didn't want to hear that. Now I get yeah. it. Yeah. Now I get it. But that's what Gail and I were. What we're trying to build and in the process of building is something different that God's called us to, to change lives. We don't want to sit yeah. around in a room and we're not going to whip you with the Bible, but we are going to love you. We are going to love you and we're going to love you right where you're at. And if you want to stay right there for a day or two or four, that's, that's your business. But eventually, eventually they're going to, they're going to pick up on what we're doing, how we're moving, how we, how Absolutely. we handle ourselves how our speech is, how our, mm -hmm. how our work ethic is, how our Christian integrity and character are. And that's, that's what we're about. Yeah. 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 And I just feel like that, that kind of atmosphere, I mean, lets people just um, get belly to belly. Right. You know, right. I, my whole purpose and mission is my story for his glory, but I, I teach that every single person has a story and I believe that every person has a responsibility to share it um, because somebody with track marks on their arms, I can't talk to because I haven't walked that walk, but right. you know, somebody else can. Right. And, right. and so we have to, we have to use that. And sure. I always tell people um, when we were being raised, people would say, Hey, why do you love Jesus? And you would give the whole little, oh, cause he loved me first. Well, that's great and fine. And I do agree with that. However, that's not enough for somebody that is so lost. <laughs> they sure. don't, that they don't understand that. Right. They want to know, well, what does he do when he means he loves you and how did he do it? Right. And mm -hmm. so what you guys are doing is you're not shoving it all down their throat. You're modeling it. And that, 
you know, when God told us go and make disciples, people get that so confused. They think that you got to be, uh, you know, something way fancy and you don't, you know, he calls every single one of us to be us. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, but we have to go out and share who we are because of Christ. And so right. I love what you guys are doing. Um, so if somebody wants to get involved with y'all, um, whether David and Gayla, whether that means they just, they hear this podcast and they go, man, you know what? We've got an extra mobile home that we've been trying to sell and I want to donate it. Or right. man, I, I want to go and uh, send my son or my husband, or I want to apply, or I've got, you know, a horse or whatever, you know, I've got pipe where they could go build fence. I donated there, right? Like how right. does somebody get involved with 180 Ranch, whether it be um, a man that wants to come or uh, just a partner and, and, a, and somebody that can partner with you guys? Well, Casey, right now we're still working on our website. So uh, okay. social media social media wise facebook is where we do most of our outreach um so they can just go to the 180 ranch page on facebook okay. and, and on there it's got everything that anybody would want to know from a, a person that's coming here it's got program information from to a person that would want to donate it's got our address and phone number and PayPal and Venmo and Cash App and, and all of those things where they could donate. Also, okay. uh, 180 Ranch is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So all donations are tax deductible. Um, yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. So David's phone number is on there. Call David. You know, he, I always say on my post, he, if he doesn't answer, leave a message. He's out and about all the time. Sometimes he has his phone on silent, but leave a message or leave a message, write a message on Facebook messenger. We will get back with you. Um, don't, don't not reach out. Cause you think, cause you're scared, you know, going, going back to yeah. going back to um, kind of what we do out here it's not complicated. It's really simple. And what we're trying to create is community. And that's why mm -hmm. other families that have been through the program keep coming back because we're trying to create community. You know, we're not licensed healthcare physicians. We're not licensed therapists. We're just people living our lives. Come live with us. Let us show you what it looks like on a 24 seven day-to-day basis to live in victory, mm. to live not depressed, to live not in chaos, to live, you know, financially stable, to live in trust and in love and in relationships that are prosperous. It's mm -hmm. not complicated. It's Jesus. And yeah. we make it too complicated. Right. So if, if you want to come figure out how to get closer to Jesus, <laughs> go look on our Facebook page right now. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'll put, I'll put the link to y'all's, uh, Facebook page in the show notes. So anybody, when they look at the podcast in the notes, the link will be there. Um, so it'll be easily accessible. And, um, you know, I just think 
I always think of like, look what the Lord is doing and what he's already done. And we can't see what's happening, but I know that this program, because if anybody has ever walked into a rehab facility, a regular old, you know, state funded rehab facility, most of them are like hospitals. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't like hospitals because they are bad news bears for me. I've never gotten a good report in a hospital (laughs) and they're intimidating, you know, they're intimidating. A lot of the people that work there, while they have great hearts, and I know that they're there for a reason, some of the words that they use are a little bit too fancy for, you know, my cowboy husband for sure, and me even, you know, like just intimidating. And so what you guys have is a soft place to land. Yes. You are, you're human and you, you get to say, hey, come into our world, right? And, and y'all cater really to people that that is their world. They they like dirt. They like being outside. They like yeah. to work. They they have a family. They appreciate that. Like that is what that that is typically the people that y'all are um, helping. But right. those people need somewhere because those people I've seen um, in our own life. In our own life, I've seen this where that other type of facility in place. It sometimes is really hard to to click because it's yeah. just you're talking you know, aliens sure. and horses. It's not the same. Right. So I love what y'all are doing. Um, any final thoughts before I pray us out? Well, just one statement, maybe two, maybe three. <laughs> you know, it, the, one of the unique things that we do here is we are a working cowboy ranch. I mean, we, we work here, we build fence, we get to ride horses. And uh, there, there's a statement that says, the greatest thing for the inside of a man is the outside of a horse, you know, and the, and the yeah. guys getting to get outside every day and just, just be who they are. And some of, some of them have been away from being a cowboy drugs or alcohol or both have taken them completely away from that. And then get yeah. to come back and, and refine that refine themselves. Um, it's so awesome to watch. I mean, they get here and their roping is not good because they haven't been mm-hmm. doing it lately and, and just you can you can see you can see the Jesus level rising and, and then here comes their abilities being mm-hmm. what's the word I'm looking for re redeveloped you know mm-hmm. it, it, and that, that's part of the cool thing for me because I'm a roping guy um, yeah. the other thing that I wanted to say on being a roping guy little of you uh not many of you probably none of you know that the very first saddle I won when I was a child was with Mr. David Graham. He was a, (laughs) (laughs) so that, that's a, that's a cool thing. That's a cool connection that, uh, that I have with y'all's family. And like I said, we appreciate you, um, family friends for forever and ever and ever. And, um, once again, man, thank you so much for having us on and we love y'all. Thank you. I have, I have one thing that I want to add. So I would say if, if there's anyone out there listening right now and they don't know the first step to take, maybe they're too scared to call um, or to reach out. The first step I would take, go to church. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you've got to quit doing what you're doing right now. Just get your foot into church. It doesn't mean that you, you've got to lay everything down to get there. No, that, that's not what that is. Go there. Just 
make a commitment one Sunday by yourself or with your family, just get to church. That is a great starting point for, for any of us. And, and don't be scared to walk in the doors. You're not going to you're not going to be struck by lightning. If it didn't fall in on me, it won't fall in on you. No. Amen. Uh, yeah. I mean. You know, one, one of the things, Casey, I wanted to, to add, and then, then I'll be done, is Gail and I both all the time, we struggle, we struggle with the word rehab. I don't like the word rehab. I don't like that. And, yeah. and, and we both talk about all the time just being an incubator for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, and you said it, a soft place to land, a comfortable yeah. place to be in a country setting. That's what, that's who we are and what we do. It's just cowboys mm -hmm. helping cowboys, you know? And, yeah, and, I saw that on, on y'all's page, cowboys helping cowboys. I love that. Yeah. And, and, and just on that, on that note also, if you need help, call us. I don't care if you're a cowboy or not. If you want help and you need help, reach out. You don't have to be a cowboy yeah. to come stay in my house. You know, if you want it, right. it's available. You might just watch John Wayne, but you're a cowboy at heart. <laughs> Close enough, man. Close enough. That's right. Well, I can't say enough how thankful I am that y'all said yes to this. I'll tell you that in January of this year, I, I was praying. I was like, God, who do you want me to have on? And sometimes I do podcasts on my own, right? God will give me a word and I do. But I have this whole list of people. And you guys were on there since January. And I was like, okay, you know, and you just pray over it. And um, because I don't know who, right? I could just pull somebody out of my hat, but I want who God has. And I, I believe that we all have a purpose for a purpose. And I know that this is on time. I know it is. And I know it's going to resonate um, with somebody. If it's just one person, right? It's all worth right. it. So yep. it could be a lot of people. So I thank y'all for your time. I'm going to pray us out, you guys, and then we'll we'll be done. Amen. So um, thank you, Father God. Lord, I thank you for just being such a cool God. Like you're you're just when we say what an awesome God, this is this is this, and this is an example of that, Lord. That um, like I said in the beginning, how as a little girl, I would have had no idea. <laughs> and I know that Gayla and David wouldn't have had an idea either that we would be here today. And so I thank you for our stories. I thank you for the mess that you've brought us through. Um, God, that so we can be a light and we can use that message and our testimonies to help others, God. Um, Lord, I thank you for the work that they are doing in Dilly, Texas at 180 Ranch, God, and the families and the kingdom that they are building there. Um, Lord, that this is a ripple effect and there are legacy um, families being affected for for generations are going to be changed because of their obedience god so i ask that you bless their obedience lord i ask that um you protect them god i ask that you um, prosper them lord that doors that need to be open would be open god and that the right people would come into their lives god and then i ask that you um, are with the listener today lord whether it's somebody that's struggling or they know somebody God, maybe it's somebody that's gotten clean and, and they've been living their life for you. And then Lord, the enemy's taking them back. God, I just ask that you um, meet them today through this podcast, wherever they're listening, Lord, that you would begin doing a stirring in their heart and they would turn back to you, God. Um, Lord, that they would have courage to reach out if they're struggling or they have somebody, God, that they would not be stuck in fear or shame, God, because we know that's not of you, Lord, but that they would right. be able to be released 
um, to come to you and to know that you are going to welcome them with open arms, Lord, and that um, we would also welcome them, God, into um, the family of Christ again. So, Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you've done, and I thank you for um, what what is yet to come. So, Lord, we yeah. thank you for today. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Okay, guys. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.